Welcome back to the Red Right Hand Podcast, the show that covers each and every already. <laughs> what is happening? You told me. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the look on your face. Here's, here's the thing about it. I've got my notes pulled up in Word document. And then, so like, I can't see myself on Zoom, but I've got like, I've got the notes covering me. So all I can see is like you. And then my notes, it's like, you're kind of in like this small corner or whatever. And so I started reading it. I looked over at you and you're just kind of like, what, 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 what was happening? Oh, I don't pay for suits. My suits are on the house or the house burns down. Welcome back to the Red Right Hand podcast, the show that covers each and every episode of the Peaky Blinders. I'm Curtis. And I'm Josh. Oh my gosh. I am loving this camera angle already, man. Uh, today we've got Tiny Sode number five titled The Life and Times of Oswald Mosley. But before we get into that, man, a little bit There's of news. There's some business. We got business. There's some, some business, some, some beef, uh, some beef to squash here uh if you guys haven't heard it was announced i think actually today or yesterday that uh, season six of peaky blinders won't be on netflix until june 10th i mean like that's that feels like two or three years from now i mean like seriously what the heck why summer releases are so weird too uh because most shows do like a spring or a fall yeah, but like I don't understand like my thing with with Netflix is like you're you went through the whole deal of securing the rights from BBC to put it on Netflix in the first place. And it's I mean, I'm not saying it's like it's the you know, number one show in streaming or whatever, but I mean it's I would say it's a pretty big show out there, you know, with the big following. So you would, you would think Netflix and BBC would have worked something out where it's like, hey, final season, we're going to we're gonna do a worldwide thing where it's like everybody's watching it at the same time. Now, only the UK can watch it in real time. Everybody else has to wait like three more months after, you know, the final episode is going to end before anybody else gets to know what, what happens, which in 2022, everybody's just looking it up. I've been looking it up online because I can't wait, you know? Yeah. And I hate that, but I mean, I just, you know, I want to see it now, man. You know, yeah. we've already waited, what, two years just for this season to come out, period. So it's it just sucks, man. That's just my beef with that. Yeah, I just can't. Disappointing. Yeah, I just can't understand why they couldn't get together and just say, hey, we're just going to release it all at one time worldwide. But whatever. Yeah. I don't know. TV, streaming. Yeah. All that fun so, stuff. Uh, so we're going to have some some weeks to play with yeah we're gonna have to come up with some stuff uh i don't know what we're gonna do we'll figure yeah. out something you want to take we'll another personality test oh, God. <laughs> well this time we have to aim to like get certain people or whatever i guess <coughs> uh yeah we'll, anyway. we'll figure it out we'll figure out some stuff to do in the the downtime yeah we're two smart guys, right? We can figure something out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, Oswald Mosley, The Life and Times. The Let's Oswald get into it. Mosley episode. Tiny So yes. five. Number five. You ready to get into this one? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. This is my favorite bit. episodes. This is the episodes where I don't do anything. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. So it all it all lands on me. Okay, great. Yeah. For of course, I guess it's I mean that's kind of how I feel. I You're more say, leading every other episode. So <laughs> yeah, you just get to interject a few words here and there. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I uh, did not know that. Anyway, right. <laughs> Well, uh, probably the best place to start when we're talking about a historical figure is, well, probably the beginning of their life, wouldn't you think? No, let's start at the end and let's Tarantino it back. Hey, actually, you know what? We should probably do that. <laughs> that would be a little interesting and most people would probably leave by the time we got back let's to the early life. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, um, early life here from Oswald Mosley, not a whole lot. Just uh, just want to give a little bit of background before we dive into the real meat here. So Oswald Mosley was born on uh, November 16th, 1896 in, you guessed it, London, England. Uh, to, yeah, to, see, he's already putting in words there. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, to Maud and Oswald Mosley Sr. So I guess he's Oswald Mosley Jr. apparently. Old Maud. Old Maud, yes. Uh, he was the oldest of three sons. Um, to Maude and Oswald Mosley Sr. But his parents did not stick around together very long. His parents would soon divorce due to his father's sexual affairs. Hmm. Was it with uh, his (laughs) sister-in-law? No, no, no. At least not that, not that I could find. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Oh, uh, okay. So they divorced due to sex- his father's his father's sexual affairs. Sorry, due to a sexual affair with his father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about jumbled the crap out of that. Okay, so um, after the divorce, his mom gained uh, custody of him, and uh, his grandfather, his mom's uh, father, acted as a father figure to mostly as he grew up. Uh, Mosley would actually attend preparatory school and uh, eventually would enroll in Winchester College. Uh, Growing up, he was known, this is more not like young age, but like in preparatory school and in college, he was known as an excellent boxer and fencer. And he even won his uh, school's fencing championship at the age of 15. It's pretty impressive. Uh, But while he was an excellent athletic type, he was not much for education, and it's kind of interesting for a guy who's going into politics because I feel like a lot of times some of these political guys don't seem very smart. So yeah, yeah, I think we're we're seeing the uh, political map of his life starting to kind of take shape there. Okay, uh, yeah, just yeah, a little side note there. I don't so know doesn't like about, school, <laughs> good fencer, broken home life. Broken home life. Got Got that so far. You you hitting the high points there, right? Okay, good. Yeah. Sexual affair with his father. I got it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now that one's really important. So remember that one. Uh oh, by the way, there's gonna be a quiz at the end of this. So 
you really have to be paying attention and not just saying interesting. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna ace this. You gonna ace this? Okay. Yeah. There's really not. There's not a quiz, by the way. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, for his age at the time, people described him as quote very tall with striking dark good looks. He could easily have been made into a stage villain. End quote. So uh, yeah, that's his early life. Okay. Now, I bet you're wondering, where in the world was Oswald Mosley when World War I was going on? Well, let me tell you, Josh. Yeah, where was he that jo- guy? Yeah, he joined the 16th Lancers, which was a cavalry uh, regiment, and was stationed in Ireland. What? The 16th yeah. Lancers. Yes. It's a cool name. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I didn't know if you are being sarcastic or not. No. I feel like most of those companies have cool names. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure that. Yeah, they, they do. They do come up with some good names. Um, the big red one. Oh. Huh? I said the big red one. The big red one? What's, <laughs> yeah. that? What's that? Uh, the big red one. That, that's, uh, that was one of our divisions in World War One. One. One, <laughs> we'll look it up later. Uh, though I did, I did kind of heard of them. No, well, I may have. I just I'm focused on Mosley right now, man. I'm in the zone, I'm in the Mosley zone, man. Yes, uh, I anyway, <clears throat> side note, I kind of found it interesting, uh, that he was in the cavalry, and uh, we know what uh, Tommy and Arthur's uh, distaste for the cavalry throughout the series. Yeah, had a reputation for showing up late. Exactly, exactly. Well, because he was in the cavalry, it was very unlikely uh, Mosley was going to see the battlefield. So uh, he decided to start looking for um, a different route, a different place where he could see some action. Uh, so he ended up joining the Royal Flying Corps. Uh, and he soon became a pilot, knowing that his chances of survival would be slim to none. But before his time to go to the Western Front would arrive, Mosley would break his ankle in a plane crash. And though he would try to heal before his deployment, his ankle would require surgery that would leave him with a limp that would stay with him the rest of his days. Or, or, or. So he wants to fight. He, he doesn't he want to stay. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's why yeah, he transfers he, from the cavalry to the Air Force yes okay yeah. yeah he wants some action man he he wants to see he wants to see some blood and guts okay yeah um so with his uh with his ankle needing surgery um again the chances of him seeing the western front um were all but crushed basically and uh he ended up being designated to a desk job for the remainder of the war desk oh. jockey <laughs> there you go man oh my goodness but this is kind of an important time uh in mosley's life here as while he's confined to his desk for the remainder of the war political politics enter into mosley's life while reflecting on the armistice armistice of the war on november 11th 1918 mosley had this to say quote I passed through the festive streets, excuse me, 
Oh my goodness. No, Adobe. I don't want to do all that stuff right now. Did Thank he you. say that too? <laughs> he might have. <laughs> I haven't ended the quote yet. Damn it, uh, no, Adobe. Me, yeah, there you go. Let me start that over again. Okay. Uh, Mosley had this to say about the armistice of November 11th, 1918. Oh my God, Adobe. What the heck? So we okay. didn't say that. Let me, let me go ahead and get, the, can I get through this Adobe? Anything else? Okay, good. Quote, I passed through the festive streets and entered one of London's largest and most fashionable hotels, interested by the sounds of revelry which echoed from it. Smooth, smug people who had never fought or suffered seemed to the eyes of youth at that moment, age old with sadness, weariness, and bitterness, to be eating, drinking, laughing on the graves of our companions. I stood aside from the delirious throng, silent and alone, ravaged by memory driving purpose had began there must be no more war i dedicated myself to politics and right then and there my friends a politician was born yeah but at this point he doesn't seem like the guy we know later oh no 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 yeah give us some time give us some time here like he's saying that he wants peace yes oh we're 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 getting there we're getting there buddy we're getting there okay okay Slow your roll. Okay, here we go. All right. Now, uh, as Mosley grew in his political stature, two parties would fight hard to gain his membership. Uh, You want to take a stab at who the uh, parties were? Communists and the socialists? Mm, No. Is either one of those right? No, it's just the conservatives and the liberal party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you want to guess which one he chose? The mm, conservative. Oh, good job. Good job. What made you think that? <clears throat> I don't know. It just seemed to kind of align with some of his views down the road. But okay. It, okay. Yeah, that's I don't true. Know. I also don't remember. I think it was... Like at this point, conservatives mean conservatives and liberals mean liberals, but <clears throat> like as what we know them now, but I think it was around like civil war time that they were flipped, wasn't it? It's like if you were a Republican, you believed in all the things that Democrats believed in now. And if you were a Democrat, you believed in all the things Republicans believe in now. Basically, yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, if you looked at like a map of the United States, like they do like on election night or whatever with like the red and blue it was like red was all up north and then like blue was all down south. Whereas like now it'd be like flipped. Yeah. 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 It's just because like the parties basically just like as simply like without confusing it, they basically just switch names, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 That's not Um, what happened, but. (laughs) Right. No, no, I know what you're saying though. Um, On the subject of Germany after world war one, uh, Mosley was actually in favor of harsh punishment of Germany. Uh, he was quoted as saying, quote, even if we discount the possibility of another war in our time, the prospect is not alluring. For ultimate German domination of the world would be assured in an economic, if not a military form. Germany, if treated well in the peace agreement, will become one vast business firm concentrated on one object to undersell and crush all competitors in every market of the world. 
I'm not going to lie. He's kind of got a good point. I mean, I felt like I, I really feel like the allies after world war one dropped the ball and they kind of let Germany get back to power in terms of like Hitler taking over and they just kind of like stood to the side. Now I'm yeah. not saying like they should have like oppressed Germany, you know, and kept them down the whole time, but I don't know. It's, it's pretty interesting to see him, you know, in favor of the harsh punishment, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, you know, he's, he's very determined in his political jobs and you, uh, um, you know, not have a reoccurrence of war again. Um, yeah. So did you know <clears throat> that uh, Oswald Mosley was actually the youngest person to be elected to the House of Commons at only age 22? I did not know that. Well, now you know, sir. Now you know. Um, <clears throat> over time, though, Mosley would uh, show his disloyalty to the Conservative Party. And uh, he often expressed left-of-center political views and even attacked well-known figures such as Winston Churchill, who at the time was Secretary of State for War. And even in his early years of Parliament, he showed um, that he was drifting towards more uh, progressive, to the more, towards the more progressive side on almost every issue that came about. Oh, interesting. This is where he's starting to make the shift. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. Like in my in my notes, I mean, like kind of going over it and everything. After I got done looking back, it's like he seemed to kind of go all over the place. You know, I don't know. It's just really strange because I mean, you know, he started in conservative, which is right, and then you know now he's he's expressing these left of center political views and he's kind of going more progressive and and liberal. And then it's like, you know, by the time he gets to like the British Union of Fascists, it's like he's so far right that like he's gone, you know? So it's like he's all over the place, it feels like. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Like, I wonder what, like... I don't know, man. That's what's crazy to me. Oh, man, I forgot to get the pictures. I was going to show you the pictures. I'm going to have to show you those at the end of... Remind me, I'm going to try to pull up some pictures of him at the very end of the the video here because he's he's a goofy looking dude man uh let's see where was i at oh um so i said something about him uh kind of drifting more towards progressive the progressive side on almost every issue that was arising at that time um and he was even named president of the league of youth and social progress which is basically what it sounds like youth and social progress Social progress by the youth. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mosley was very vocal in the House of Commons on the subject of Ireland. Now, I was thinking about this. Didn't he ask, I think it's in the second episode, first or second episode of season six, didn't he ask um, uh, Tommy his his feelings on the Irish question or something like that? So where do you stand on the Irish question? There you go, yeah um so speaking of the irish question mostly condemned the actions of the black and tans which was a special british police force made up of ex-soldiers mostly claimed that quote the government was confusing the right of men to defend themselves with the right to wander around the countryside destroying the houses and the property of innocent 
people and depriving them of any possible means of earning a livelihood. You will not restore order in Ireland by pulling old women out of their beds and burning their houses. I mean, eh, maybe so. Probably, yeah, probably not. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, he may have a point there. <laughs> okay, yeah. so he was in favor. In favor of? Well, in favor of, yeah, he was for the people. Like, he was on oh, okay. the side <laughs> was of like, what? Ireland. Yeah, he was on the side of Ireland, rather. Okay, yeah. okay. For the way you said that, though, it made me sound like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's in favor of Britain being there and doing their thing. It was no. like, wait, do you want me to reread you their quote? Because no, that's not you. it at all. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad we're, glad we're in on that. I don't think, though, did they, you know, he said that to Tommy, and I don't even remember what Tommy said or even what he said on the show or if he even answered his own question, you know. Do you remember it all? Um, for some reason, I have it kind of popping up in my head that he <clears throat> maybe said something about their dad because their dad's Irish. Maybe like they're half Irish or something like that. Who said that? Tommy or Moses? Yeah. Tommy. Oh, okay. Maybe so. I don't really remember. Yeah, me neither. Hmm. Well, uh, let's skip all the way to 1922 year. Uh, there's a general election, and Mosley would run in this general election as an independent. But. Okay. In 1924, Mosley would join the Labor Party, like we see in the show The Peaky Blinders uh, in this last season, because uh, that's the party that him and um, Tommy, I couldn't think of his name for a second, him and Tommy are a part of, at that moment at least, until, you know, he goes far right. Yeah. Um, in the 1924 general election, he Oswald Mosley ran for the seat of Ladywood, Birmingham. But just before the election was held, the Daily Mail, Beaky Blinders, published what was known as the, and I hope I'm saying this right, the Zenoviev letter. Basically, that letter was stating that the Labor Party was in contact with Moscow. Now, 1924, Moscow, I mean, this is, this is the Soviet Union, so the whole country is full of communists, so they're basically accusing the uh, Labor Party of being in contact with communists uh, in the capital okay. of Russia or the capital of Soviet Union. Um, and this actually scared some of the public. And uh, in the end, Mosley would eventually be defeated by only 77 votes. So it obviously didn't scare enough people because um, yeah. he still only lost by 77. Still lost, but not like a huge margin or anything. Um, the interesting part, though, was this letter was later proved to be a fake. Politics, baby. Okay. That's politics. So who sent the letter? I, I don't know. Never, never came across anything that said um, who sent it. Uh, I need to do more of a deep dive on that, though. That'd be kind of an interesting subject to learn about. Yeah. So it's just... But, uh, it's just basically trying to get people not to vote for him. Exactly. Yes. A sm yep. little smear campaign. A little, little smear campaign for you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Hold on one second here. Uh, all right. <coughs> Let's see here. 
Uh, let's switch subjects just a little bit here for a brief moment. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Oswald. We're still talking to Oswald Mosley. Don't worry. There's no, <laughs> there's no Adobe ad campaign coming up or anything. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Oswald Mosley's first wife, Cynthia Curzon. Oswald and Cynthia got married on May 11th, 1920. Now, their marriage by no means was perfect. Um, they did butt heads a lot in private and, in private and public. And uh, we're going to see later on as Mosley makes a uh, transition in his political life, um, they definitely have more um, confrontations in public and private. Um, you're going to like this part, though. So, uh, am I? Remember, uh, do you remember? I don't remember which episode it was. Let's see here. Episode, I'm gonna say episode three or four. I'm gonna say actually three, season six, episode three. They're in Tommy's office, and it's Tommy and Mosley. And Mosley tells Tommy he's done some research on him, he tells him a little bit about his family you know, some different things that, you know, he's done in his past or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, Tommy comes back and tells him he's done some research on him too. You uh, kind of pick up where I'm going with this maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, the thing that we've talked about before, well, guess what? It, uh, it is true. He did okay. have sexual, he did have sexual relations with Cynthia's sister, Alexandra Metcalf and stepmother grace curzon okay so uh the truth is out there people it is real it happened oswald is a freak (laughs) it did seem like kind of an odd thing to put in there like they could have put something if it was like fake or whatever yeah thing he was a part of that like nobody you know he didn't want anybody to know about or yeah, I, that seemed oddly specific to not have any base in reality. Yeah. So that's yep. crazy. Like I said, he's he's a freak. <laughs> so anyway, there is that. But uh thought you'd be happy to know that it was true. We have found out the truth. We dug, we dug deep, we got some dirt on him. It is real. Hey uh Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the British Union of Fascists. Do you want to? Uh, okay. I mean, that's kind of the big, you know, bread and butter of this whole story here. I feel like. Yeah. Okay, so we're skipping all the founded? way. Huh? When is the party founded? We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. So, and we're skipping all the way to 1931 here. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yes. So in 1931, Mosley decides he needs to form a new political party. So where where does that line up with the show right now? Was the show that's what well, that's why I was trying to think. I don't think that it's lining up correctly with the show. Because you know, in the first episode of season six, it's 1929 because it's it's right when, um, whatchamacallit happens, uh, uh, Wall Street crash. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Yeah, so I think no, I don't know. Maybe. Well, let's see here. Okay. Nineteen twenty-nine, because Black Tuesday. Right, and that's at the end of the at that's at the the that's excuse me, it's at the end of nineteen twenty-nine. That is okay. That's in yeah, October. so it's kind of it's kind of right there. And right, well, and if you think about it, by the time we get to about episode three and four he he's telling tommy that that the next year they're going to he's basically saying his new party is going to launch the next year well you'd have to think that that's in the 30s or uh, 1930 now when he (laughs) says that yeah um i just assume that um yeah so i think it's kind of lining up correctly um but uh, Mosley did find support um, with some funds by industrialists and even a tobacco millionaire. It's pretty interesting. Um, hmm. Mosley uh, had urged. This part is fellow- not surprising to me that a bunch of monopoly guys are down mm. with fascism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, about to say this is where you start seeing some things kind of take place, and you're like, "Wait, that that kind of looks <laughs> like that that kind of looks like fascism." <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so Mosley had urged his fellow political members of his new party that a group of young men would be needed for protection at rallies, for he knew oh. the communists would push back at their new ideals. Can you say uh, "secret police"? Okay. Okay. I mean, that's immediately what I thought of. I mean, like I said, it's like you're starting to see kind of like the, like I said, the, the taking shape of your like, wait, is this, that looks like fascism, man. Are you sure you're not fascist? Like, no, 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 no. We just need these guys here to protect us at the rally. Um, right. They will be wearing special uniforms. Yeah. But they're just yeah. here to protect us at the rallies. Exactly. Now, let me make it clear at this time, he's they are not calling themselves fascists at all they're they're basically denying that what are they calling Um, the party i don't know he it it never really said what they were calling it like a name or anything um is it still just kind of like an idea right now yes yeah it's still just kind of an idea um let's see where was i at here Oh, okay. Going back to his his uh, first wife, Cynthia. Uh, it was at this time of political change for Mosley that saw his current wife, uh, Cynthia, disagree with her husband's new beliefs. So kind of like what I was saying, the more he started kind of diving towards the uh, the fascist deep end, the more yeah. the more they they more uh, disagreed and everything. But the interesting part, though, with her is like she she was known for hating fascism and you know it it showed in their public arguments but she still stuck by his side this whole time and she was at fascist rallies she was like campaigning for him and everything it was just crazy but it's like you don't but you don't like what he believes in though so and they've been together like 10 years now yeah i don't know i guess it's just love man I don't know. Um, okay, so the first real test, 
for this new party came in the election of 1931. Again, though, I don't, there wasn't like a name though of the party. Maybe he's just calling himself the new political party. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, here, actually, let me look, look this up real quick because I can look it up by the general election. When did, uh, when did Hitler kind of start making his way up? Was that like right around that time too? Well, depends on what you mean because he got, I think he got elected. I think he got elected in, uh, oh, let's just say he took power. He took power, I think in 1933, I believe is what it, when it was. Now he was, you know, he was active all through the twenties, kind of, kind of like, Mosley, where it's like you're kind of bouncing around, but you're not really making a headway until all of a sudden you get here into the 30s and then you start, you know, making some headway. Now, obviously, Hitler made a lot more headway than um, Oswald Mosley did. Well, it seems like it kind of starts snowballing here in the 30s. Right, exactly. Let's see here. Yeah, they just call his party the new party. That's it. Okay. Pretty uh pretty lame and generic. Yeah. Uh, anyways, party number one. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, so the first real test for the new party came in the election, the general election of 1931. Now, leading up to this general election vote, Mosley had been ill. Um, he had been ill all the way up until about six days before the election actually happened. Um with just six days left, he ended up challenging uh, Arthur Henderson of the Labor Party, who was running for the Labor Party, to an open debate. Now, listen to this quote. Tell me if this doesn't scream fascism right here, man. Quote, having thus broken the ice, he launches on an emotional uh, oration on the lines that England is not yet dead, and that is for the new party to save her. He is certainly an impassioned revivalist speaker, striding up and down the rather frail platform with great panther steps and uh, gesticulating with a pointing, pointing and occasionally a stabbing index, with the result that there was a real enthusiasm towards the end, and one had the feeling that 90% of the audience were certainly convinced at that moment. All I could think of was, especially when I got to the point where he's talking about uh, he's uh, gesticulating with a pointing and occasionally a stabbing index and then like striding up and down. All I could think of was when Dwight on the office had won that award and he was like so scared of like public speaking. So Jim was helping him out and he was telling him, you know, you, you got to talk really loud. You got to you got to bang your fist on the on the podium and, and you know, <laughs> shake your fist and everything. Yeah, I mean, this just like. And then the other thing, too, that I thought was when or I thought of when I was reading this quote was uh, the scene at the end of the ballet when he gets up there and he makes his big speech. Um, I mean, he this that sounds kind of like this, man. I mean, makes me think of Hitler. And yeah. Yelling well, I mean, it's, it's a lot of emphatic leaders who it's the revivalist stuff, man. It's the revival stuff that gets a hold of people and makes them, you know, think about 
it's it's a multitude of things. You know, if it's it's a financial problem, then they think about a time when things were fiscally better. If things are changing and they don't like change and they don't agree with things that are happening, then it's just like, oh, I wish things just were the way they were before. You know, right. And the revivalist talk really speaks to stupid people, like weak-minded <laughs> people. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Change is inevitable, and you might as well just like roll with it and learn how to adapt with it. You know. Yeah. You can live in the it's past, or you can live in the future, or you can die in the past. You know, it's. Speaking of future, mostly. Uh... Mosley won the debate. I mean, I don't think anybody probably could have, you know, said anything against that. But unfortunately for Mosley, he lost the actual vote, which is what counts in the end. Yeah. Um, and that's the and he knew part, the vote. that's the important part, man. Get the votes. That's all that matters. Uh, Mosley knew that to be in order to be successful in his new party, he needed to get out of the left. So he's as we're looking at it from the political standpoint, he's during this new party beginning, he's still hanging out in the left wing. This is his transition over to way too far out of the right and okay. off the board. So um, it was actually said that at one point, Mosley, in a change of tactics, even tried convincing Winston Churchill himself to join forces with him to take down the new national government in Britain after this 1931 general election. Yeah, that's uh, it's a pretty bold move, man. Yeah. So I'm uh, sure Churchill was like, sure. Yeah, sure. We'll get right on that, buddy. Somebody call security. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. That's crazy. Man. That's pretty ballsy. Yeah. Um, this is where we're going to see some more shift uh in his political political party here because during this time more people who were once part of oswald's new party started abandoning ship uh i guess he could probably if he was going to quote on it he probably would say we're gonna we're cutting the fat off the off the meat here um they could see the writing on the walls they they knew mosley was going full fascist yeah now <laughs> again we're not gonna buy whole... a belt because we're gonna fix the pants oh Lord. <laughs> what was that from i think it's making that up i think it's uh king of the hill i think it was peggy she was running for something and her thing was we're we're not just gonna put a belt around this we're gonna fix the pants or something like that. that's interesting <laughs> Uh, okay, so again, going back to what I said just a little bit ago, this whole time in his new party, he's they're not saying it's fascist. It's not fascist. It's not fascism. It's no, we're not fascism. Now we're getting to the point where uh, Mosley's kind of open to the idea of associating publicly that his new party is well, yeah, it's it's indeed fascism. And he's uh, like, yeah, you got me, you got me, man. Hey, you got me. Yeah, so friends and. Yeah, friends and colleagues uh, started taking notice of Mosley's new attitude and outward political appearance. Quote, he had in him the stuff of which zealots are made, the posturing, the grimacing, the switching on and off of those gleaming teeth and overall swashbuckling. Swashbuckler. I like swashbuckler. That. Is he a pirate? 
I was about to say that's like such like a twenties and thirties word. Swinging to every political meeting like on a <laughs> chandelier. That'd be now. That's a way to make a political entrance, man. <laughs> Fascism. I'm talking about a return to piracy, gentlemen. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. All right. Um, Mosley quickly made it clear that his new party had cut full ties with all socialist beliefs by moving to the far right. It's at least my right. I don't know which way you're looking on the screen, but this is my right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. In uh, January 1932, Mosley made a trip. Can you guess where he made a trip to? Germany. Ooh, close. Tried the little brother Italy. Okay. Yes. So also he went to a great place right now during this time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he went to Italy to study fascism and he even met Mussolini himself. But Mosley was not cool. impressed. Huh? I said cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> Mosley uh, was not impressed by the fascist leader, but he did have some good thing, good things to say about Mussolini if if you want to really say there was anything good about Mussolini, but yeah, he, there were some things that he liked about Mussolini. There you go. That's probably, yeah, that's probably a better way to say it. <laughs> uh, fascist to fascist, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. Now, after his, uh, after returning from his trip to Italy in 1932, it was at this time that Mosley decided it was time to finally take his true and final fascist form <laughs> oh my <laughs> uh, i didn't now, think this was a monster story well i knew it was a monster story but I didn't think well it he is a, a monster though a literal physical monster story <laughs> yeah now uh there's a little bit of a side note here did you know that there was actually two fascist groups fascist groups started previously in britain before mosley's group came along i did not me either this was pretty interesting to me um there were two groups first one was started in 1923 it's called the british fascist uh fascisty fascisty i don't even know what that is that almost sounds like italian fascisty yeah uh and then in 1929 another group uh, came around called the imperial fascist league okay interesting name uh obviously neither one of them stuck around yeah uh now the burning question that you asked at the beginning of this section when did the buf or the british union of fascists become official well let me tell you josh the date was october 1st 1932 mosley was quoted as saying quote we ask those who join us to be prepared to sacrifice all but to do so for no small or unworthy ends we ask them to dedicate their lives to building in the country a movement of the modern age in return we can only offer from the deep belief that they are fighting that they are fighting that a great land may live yeah in return we can only offer them the deep belief that they are fighting that a great land may live. Okay, yeah, there we go. 
Yeah. End quote. <laughs> End what? quote. <laughs> uh, does that sound like a fascist to you? Um, yeah, a little bit. If it if it looks like a fascist and it smells like a fascist, it must sound like a fascist. Uh, this is where things start really ramping up for Mosley. Uh, over the next few months after officially becoming a political party in Britain, the membership grew impressively. The press actually estimated the uh, membership numbers to be about 35,000 at one point. Um, <laughs> here's your uniform. Members were known as the black shirts for the black uniform put into place by Mosley himself. Quote, in the black shirt, all men are the same. One of us, one of us. That sounds like a cult right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quote, black in the black shirt, shirt. All men are equal. Right, exactly. Uh, actually, you know what? That makes me think of, I was watching the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode the other day about, uh, was it Ass Kickers United? Yeah. At the very end, they're all wearing, every single one of them wearing the khakis and the white t-shirt tucked in. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, quote, in the black shirt, all men are, are the same, whether millionaire or on the dole. The barriers of class distinction and social differences are broken down by the black shirt within a movement which aims at the creation of a classroom brotherhood marked only by functional differences. Now, unfortunately, Mosley's wife, Cynthia, died on May 16th, 1933 with uh, peritonitis which is actually inflammation in the abdominal wall. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I did not. Yeah. Mm, it makes my stomach hurt. Just think about that. Anyway, um, this actually affected Mosley pretty badly. Um, he was he was shattered. Um, but he, he quickly pieced himself back together. And uh, crazy enough, her death actually made him even more passionate about fascism, which is... Oh, a little strange now that I say that because she didn't like fascism. So maybe he did it in spite of her. He's delirious. Now he's delirious. He's like, this is what she would have wanted. <laughs> she would want me to wear this black shirt. Yeah. yeah. She loved my uh, black shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he wasn't single for long. Mosley met... Diana Mitford, who is actually in this new season of the Peaky Blinders, by the way. Oh, okay. Or portrayed, yeah. Uh, Diana Mitford was close to Hitler, Himmler, and Goering. So, yeah. Uh, in 1936, uh, Mo Oswald Mosley and Diana Mitford were secretly married in Germany at whose house? Joseph Goebbels with uh, Adolf Hitler being one of only six guests there. Oh, God. It's a Nazi party. It's a Nazi-themed wedding. I always cry at weddings. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. World War II is here. Unlike Germany or even Italy, there was much resistance in Britain against the black shirts. See, by the time World War II began... The British Union of Fascist Support was reduced dramatically, and I think that's probably more in due to part of uh, Adolf Hitler's uh, blitzkrieg attacks 
on yeah. uh, was it Denmark and Belgium or no, just Belgium, I think. His Blitzkrieg attacks period. Um, it was at this time that Oswald Mosley and his wife Diana were arrested and imprisoned on May twenty second, nineteen forty, due to a new bill just passed that gave Home Secretary the right to arrest anyone he believed to be a threat to the country. Now, this is pretty interesting, though, because whatever prison they were put into, they were they were pretty. I mean, they were treated pretty fairly. It was said that they were actually given like a, a like a small house in the prison. So he gets uh, arrested too, or just his family? Who Mosley? Yeah. No, Mo- Mosley. Mosley and his wife get arrested. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because they're basically because the bill that got passed gave the Home Secretary right to arrest anyone that he believed to be a threat to the country. Well, they they believed Oswald and Diane to be a big threat to the country. Yeah. So they get a they get fascist. a prison house. Yeah, so they get this like prison house. They're they're kept they're kind of free in prison. It sounds like. Um, okay. Yeah, so they they're living in this house. They're even like given like an area in the prison for like their own little garden, and on top of that, they're even allowed to have some of the or to like hire some of the other prisoners as servants. So it's yeah, it's like really weird. All right, really weird prison sentence. Wait, way to go, uh, yeah. But this uh, prison sentence wouldn't wouldn't last the whole time of uh, war in Europe, because by 1943, both Oswald and his wife Diana were released from prison, which, as you could probably suspect, caused uh, a lot of protests and a lot of angry people in the country of Britain. Yeah, like for um, what? Saying that for the fun? war was still going on now. What to release him? Who knows? Maybe they were just like, oh, well, I guess he's not a threat anymore. <sighs> I don't know. Governments, man. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So they're released. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, so after the war, uh, oh, why so they don't do anything this? else for the rest of the war? No. They're just out. No. They're just they're just chilling, oh, having a okay. good old time. Yeah. So uh, after the war, like I said, I don't know why he tried, but mostly tried to run several more times for seats in the House of Commons. But as you can tell, he failed every time because, well, his reputation is pretty much damaged. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I feel okay, like well, I was no waiting for the comment back. Thing. Yeah, no, I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, no, yeah, once you no coming back from that. No, once you go full fascist, you don't go back. Yeah, plus I imagine not many of their politicians have done long prison sentences. No, no, for sure. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Oswald and his wife even tried starting a book publishing company to sell far right-wing authors works it's kind of interesting and that was after uh, not were released yes yeah okay yeah that was after the war and everything okay um that's basically it though i mean not not a whole lot like i said between like the time of like so like nothing yeah well and that's the thing about it it's like i mean after the war between the ending of the war and then his death um you know just besides the whole deal of him trying to run 
for for seats in the House of Commons several times. Uh, and then the whole trying to start a, a publishing company with his wife, not much was really said about uh, Oswald after that. So it's like Hitler was yeah. at his wedding. I I figured he would have done something with him rather than just like, oh, I'm going to try to rally some support for you over here. Yeah. Like, no, what? That was it, man. All right. Well, that was anticlimactic. What a, that yeah. guy sucks. <laughs> uh he sucks so much that he died on no uh December 3rd, 1980. The end. 1980? Yep, 1980, man. Think about that in terms of like our world now. How old was he? Uh let's see. What did I say? 198 or 1896? The 1980? So he'd, he'd be uh was that 94? Oh no, it's not like 84, right? Or mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You're right. 84. It'd be 84. Why that seemed like right. Yeah, 84. So it does seem well, it just okay. uh, it does kind of seem like a little longer. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that is the life and times of one Oswald mostly. Streaming a picture of this asshole. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to trying to pull this up real quick here. This if I can. English fancy boy. <laughs> what a fancy boy. <laughs> Uh, what'd you think, man? Pretty good. I, uh, well, I mean, I didn't know anything about Mosley at all, other than what's on yeah. the show. So, but you were pretty disappointed in the end, though. Well, I just, I don't know. I figured he was like, it seemed like the whole time he's like ramping up to something, he's building up to something big. And like, like I said, Hitler's at your freaking wedding. And then it just all goes there. Britain just like, no, actually, we're going to snatch you up real quick. And then he he's in prison well, for that, a while. They play right. house for a while. And then he gets out, tries to publish some books. They don't work out and then just fades <laughs> off into nothing. Yep. I mean, that happens sometimes, man. People yeah, lose their crazy. luster. I, I wasn't expecting that. All right, here we go. Let's see if I can. Is there, there was one specific picture I was like, yes, I have to show that one first because it's just like, whoa. Uh, let's see. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Oh, God. Let's see. Come on. Let's see it. <laughs> Feast your eyes on the fascist leader of Britain. What the heck? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That guy looks like a psycho. <laughs> yeah here he is in his black shirt. oh my god these guys look like strong men in an old-time circus with those <laughs> they belts do, man. they do like how high his pants are mustache. too man. i feel like his belly button's like right down here this guy oh my god yeah crazy man 
I love how he's also like up there yelling and nobody's looking at him. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, that's true. Everybody's like looking away. That's probably his that's probably his young strongman. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> right. What a mess, man. What a mess. Oh, that's somebody else. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> Like there's Mosley in later life. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, that was not Mosley. That was somebody else. Yeah, pretty crazy, man. Pretty wow. Pretty crazy. Anyway, <sighs> okay. Any, uh, anything else? Anything else you want to say here as we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. Um, I think those. I think those pictures described everything we needed to say. You know what? I probably should have just shown the pictures and that we didn't have to talk about anything else. That yeah, the pictures could tell the story. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh my goodness! What do you have for uh, what do you have for next week? Uh, I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> oh. Uh, what were some of the other ones you threw around? I don't even remember now. Well, one of the things we were we were talking about possibly a uh, Netflix trailer, but yeah, if they're not even going to release it until June tenth. <laughs> yeah it's it'll probably be at time. least another month or so on that trailer yeah what about that book that you got though you were saying something about that too yeah um i can go through and put together an episode about i don't know something in there yeah we'll figure it out i mean we, we got we got a week to figure it out so yeah the next couple because <laughs> we just kind of because we work really well stuff. with deadlines here man yeah well i mean we were we were set like we would have been good but the episode or the season um, wasn't going to air for us until April, we heard. And then I got moved back to June. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All righty. Um, till next week, just make sure you go over to YouTube and look for the Red Right Hand podcast. Um, you can find us over on Twitter at redrighthandp one uh, You can find my personal, which is down at the bottom, at Joshua Lynn Gary. And, oh, over on Twitch at GhostLad676. Are you on there yet? What's happening with that? Oh, I'm there. You're on there? You mean you're um, doing when's... It's, it's there. It exists. When's, when's the so, next... Uh, when's when when's the stream... Uh, um let's say we'll do one i won't matter because this episode is not going to come out until a week after i say this <laughs> you're going to want to go to those other places to find out when uh when we go on live on there where's where's the best place that i can find out when you're about to stream um you could probably go over to twitter or you could just go to twitch and hit the old subscribe and uh bell there and you'll you'll always know whenever i'm going live all righty all right sounds good man sweet all right well until next time bye oh. <laughs> <laughs>